And welcome to the first recording of Generally Speaking About Twilight. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we're actually recording this first episode in super secrecy. <laughs> Which is really cool. It is very cool. It is, we are not telling anybody that we're recording this right. until we're actually finished covering Twilight. Yeah. But uh, Stephanie, you want to tell us real quickly, uh, by the way, for those of you who may have been found us Under somehow, a rock? No, <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> Stephanie and I, we, uh, we basically run the gspn.tv production network, right? which is the generally speaking production network. So that's who we are, by the way. And we're a husband and wife team that have been podcasting since December of 2005. So anyway, Stephanie, you actually started reading the Twilight Saga, I guess, in in uh, the spring of this year. Back in April, we were um, on a week week long, actually ten day <laughs> we were long gone for ten days. Yeah, ten days we went on spring break vacation down in the Smoky Mountains, and we stayed at a very nice lake house that happens to be owned by my parents. And I think, were you reading Twilight, the first book in the series, when we went down? I, I didn't start until we got there. Okay, so you I, started when we got there. I started, when, actually, um, I was reading another book, mm-hmm. and I, I read five books that, that week. And um, so it, it wasn't right away when we got down there, but you know, right. a few days in, I started, I started Twilight. I definitely took all four of them. Um, I think that I, I need to preface the, that... It started when Megan asked if she had permission to watch the movie. Okay. Uh, um, and I have to remember that this is going to be heard by people who don't know us. Right. So um, Megan is our nine-year-old daughter. And um, a lot of people at school, she was in the third grade at the time, and a lot of people at school had been seeing this movie and had been talking about it. And it was all the buzz. And I remember seeing the trailer for it and thinking it looked intriguing to me. But um, I'm like, you know. I'm not a vampire chick. It, you know, I just don't see how I can be remotely into that. Right. Well, um, so Megan started asking and I started um, looking into the rating and whatnot. Um, my sister had seen the movie. And so I called her and I asked her, I said, you know, do you think that this is something that I would let, um, you know, Megan watch? And she gave me a brief overview of the movie and, um, so I did. I, I let Megan watch it. The boys were on a trip and the girls stayed home and we spent the weekend just hanging out here. Uh, we watched the movie three times in the one weekend, which it was actually like a day and a half, two days. <laughs> we watched the movie three times. Wow. We, we enjoyed it that much. So so let me ask you, the, the the story that was in the movie, did the story grab you that much? Yeah. As much as the book. I mean, I know the, that the- story in the movie grabbed me enough to want to read the book. Okay. That's that's what happened. Okay. The story in the movie grabbed me enough to want to read the book. And so I called my other sister, who is um, 13 years old. Um, I knew that she had gotten them for Christmas and her birthday, you know, just a few months before. And so I asked her, I said, Erin, can I borrow your books? I'm going on vacation. I want to read them while I'm gone. 
and she reluctantly let me borrow them. And, um, and so, yeah, when we got on vacation, I started with Twilight and I was hooked. Yeah, you were. Right away. I mean, right away. I lost my wife that week. You did. Um, we may have been in Sevier County, Tennessee, but I was in Forks, Washington. Yeah. It which was perfect because it was rainy and cold that week. It, you know, it, it fit perfect. But um, I spent the week in Forks, Washington, and subsequently the next few months, actually, because even after we got back, I could not come out of that. I don't know. Obsession, maybe is the right word. Yeah. So, so obviously, because of your obsession, if you will, of the book. I'll be honest with you, that almost turned me off to the whole notion of this right. series and stuff like that. It's like, man, if it, it just doesn't seem healthy, you <laughs> know, to not. have some that 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 much of an obsession with this thing. You know, I mean, I can understand, you know, really enjoying it and talking a lot about it, but it, you were just a little bit further than that, you know, into right. this. I um I really really did use it as an escape. The only problem is is that I use it escape every minute of every day it is i didn't want to come back into reality now i do have a pretty healthy grasp on reality and know that you know the saga is fiction it is make-believe it is fantasy it is fantasy i have a good healthy grip on reality but i lost it for a while gotcha (laughs) and i will admit that yep Yep. So did you how much did you end up reading on our 10-day journey to the smokies i read all four books in four days there you go. Um, honestly, it was not healthy. I didn't eat. I didn't sleep. I there was one. There what was you ate not a lot. I lost six pounds that week. <laughs> I didn't eat a lot. Um, I ate what I could read and eat at the same time. But um, what was I going to say? A oh, one one morning I was reading and um. Or one night I was reading. Everybody had went to bed and I'm reading and I think it was on the last book. And finally I'm like, okay, I need to put this down and go to bed. But there becomes a point. Now we're not going to talk about the last book I know. But there comes a point where really you cannot put it down. Like everything you want to know what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. But um, so I'm like, okay, I've got I've got to stop. I've, I've got to get some sleep. And looked at the clock and it was 7 o'clock in the morning. I literally had read all night long. And um, I went to bed for like two hours and then my kids were awake and I had to do the whole mom thing. And it's the first opportunity I got. I picked the book up again. Right. So. So anyway, you 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 basically got caught up into this world. I did. This fictional fantasy world and totally enjoyed this. Uh, and and a, what you even agree to yourself is a very unhealthy manner. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you eventually came out of it. It took you a couple weeks, but I did. you, but you it did took, come out. It took me quite a while. I I gave the books back to my sister in June. <laughs> I took them at the beginning of April on vacation with us. I returned them in June. And, um, and I didn't purchase them, which w- took a lot of self-control for me. Mm-hmm. Because there are my favorite parts that I like to go back and reread over and over and over again. Right. And um, and so that's what I that's what I was doing when I say that. I was feeling every free moment. I was only reading my favorite parts. Right. But um but I did. Now I did come out of it. Yep. I did. Yeah. 
So anyway, the, now this of of course was back in April of this year. It is mm-hmm. now October of this year. So it's been about six months. And every few months, I ask you to read them, never really believing that you would. Yeah. Never really believing that you would. Yeah. So and of course, by the way, I just want to say that I watched the movie with you yes, after you we got back. Mm-hmm. And the movie wasn't unenjoyable. I mean, it, it didn't grab me the way that it grabbed you guys. Uh, it was an interesting story. It was one where at the end of it, it's like, would I watch it again? Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, I think I might. This might be a movie that I'd watch again. But it wasn't one of those ones that I had to watch again. Right. And it definitely wasn't one of those movies that I say, oh, that was great. But I never want to really see that again. Right. So it had enough appeal to it. Definitely didn't have the appeal that I need to go read this book. But I'll tell you what did get me is the music in this movie. The music in the first movie is phenomenal. I have never loved a soundtrack as much as I love the soundtrack from this movie. And of course, we have purchased the soundtrack we did. of the of the My only movie. regret is that I purchased the DVD or I purchased the CD from the store and not off of iTunes because there are two or three songs offered on the soundtrack off of iTunes that are not on the CD that you buy in the store. Yeah, I don't like buying CDs. So you got to buy the stuff right. from iTunes. I know. Or some other place where you can get all the stuff. Yeah. Sorry, stores. You're not getting my music business anymore. <laughs> now, I love this song. So, so basically, any song that talks about flaying people alive is like a song for me. Oh, come on! So <laughs> anyway, kidding. what I love about this is "Eyes on Fire" uh-huh. because that's the uh, part I want to talk about now. Okay, and that is the fact that I'm actually reading the book now. You are, and I guess I, I, I have come to the conclusion that I can literally say that I'm reading the book, although the book is being read to me because right. I'm listening to the audio uh, audio book. Of this book, you are? which you had borrowed the CDs from the library, and we then turned them into we burned them onto iTunes so that we could carry them with us. If you well, actually, so you could carry them with you, right? And I figured the other day I needed to go get some work done on my iPhone, and I had your iPhone there, and I noticed that it was in there. It's like I'll, I'm going to listen to the first couple chapters of this and see. If this is something that might be interesting. Which was a cool moment for me when I got my new iPhone and like all four books fit on there together with my music. Yeah. It was awesome. That must be nice, Steph. (laughs) Thanks for rubbing that in there. You're welcome. But anyway, um, I I did. I started listening to it. And you know what? I found out that I liked the way that it was written. Now, I I wonder if I would have been able to, you know, stay with it as much as I did had I not seen the movie. I don't know. But the fact that I did see the movie... What's really interesting is that when you I have he- a mental picture, yeah, I have a picture of what Bella looks like mm-hmm. about what um, Edward looks like. Uh, completely don't remember this guy named Mike. At <laughs> that all. is hilarious that you don't remember Mike. Yeah, it really is not from the movie, but it, which is so funny because Do you remember at the very beginning of the movie when she's in gym class. Yeah, and I do, but I don't remember in the back of the head. That's Mike. And I, I remember that scene, but he is so right. much not a blurry a, face. <laughs> yeah, he's he's I remember the scene being there and I remember there being another boy that that wasn't um, the wolf guy. What's it? Um, What's Jacob. It? Right. Jacob. is what, that, that was interested in. Him. Yes. 
So I, I re, I, I'm sorry, interested in her. And that's Eric. So, but the thing is, is I remember these people being in the movie, but they just didn't actually stand out. They didn't write the the movie wasn't presented in a way to me that they stood out as main characters. They're not supposed to, I don't think. But they are main characters in the book. They are. They are main, very main characters. Yeah. In fact, I hear a lot more about Mike than and and Eric and Jessica. And all these other people Angela. That, and Angela, I hear so much more about them than I've even heard about Jacob at this point. Right. You know, Jacob's just really just now coming on the scene in chapter eight or no chapter six or seven. Six. So, uh, by the way, in this in this recording here, we're going to be talking about um, uh, chapters one through seven. Right. In this. In Which this is first, in this how far recording. you are right now. That's how right? far I okay. am. Anyway, it talks about eyes on fire. And, and this is something they do show a little bit of in the movie. They give a little illustration of, of just the importance of the eyes and how mm-hmm. they change and, and stuff like this. But I really love how this song talks about eyes on fire because that is something that is so big. The imagery of his eyes are, is, are so pronounced in the description of Edward and, and his fascination. Right. And so I really liked how this, if there's anything I can say is that reading the book, there's a lot more, I, I, I mean, I feel like I'm getting so much more of this story than what was portrayed in the movie. And, and therefore, I think that the real fascination with the story didn't, it didn't grab me so much in the movie, but it is grabbing me here in the book. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, and I want to say that Stephanie Meyer does have a wonderful writing style phenomenal i you know i think one of my favorite things about stephanie meyer is um when she started writing twilight she was a stay-at-home mom with three boys you know three young boys and this was never supposed to be anything other than um an experiment for her her sister was the one who pushed her to publish and um so and if if you are a diehard fan, then I'm sure you you already know um, that you know this started for for Stephanie. This started in what is chapter thirteen, confessions. Um, she had a dream one night, and she woke up and wrote it down. She woke up and wrote down what happened in her dream. It was that vivid. It was that um, big of an experience for her. And then when she finished writing down the dream. She wanted to know what happened next and she wanted to know what happened next. And so then she wrote, she wrote the book from chapter 13 to the end yeah, and then went back and wrote the beginning. Well, uh, and of course I started in the beginning here and I just want to say that she writes, which is where you should have started. Exactly. (laughs) Which is, I can just say that she has an ability to write so much description and really paint a picture in your mind. Absolutely. Even beyond what the movie already has in my mind, which I, I have to say that, you know, I, I'm looking forward to getting beyond Twilight mm-hmm. and, and actually reading New Moon is next, right? Yes. So I want to see, I want to read New Moon before I actually see New Moon. Okay. And the reason why is because I want to be able to paint, I want to have the author paint the canvas. Right. And I don't want the canvas to be tainted by what the directors of the movie right. put out there. Now, and you know... um, I get that. I do. Um, I'm scared to see New Moon. Now, obviously, I'm going to. Um, and several people want to see it with me, so I may see it more than one time, uh, which I'm sure I'll be okay with. But um, 
I'm scared because I have that vivid mental picture as Stephanie meant it to be. Yeah. And I'm scared that the movie is just going to fall short. It's going to just be disappointing. But on the other hand, I'm like, okay, they can do some amazing things with CGI that are going to make some things in this movie really pop, I think. Yeah. So I'm excited. So it's, I'm torn. But of course I'll see it. Yep. So anyway, with that, what we want to do here right now, Stephanie and I have decided to record this. We are not calling this a podcast, although it may eventually become available as a podcast one day. Uh, But I'm thinking that this might be something that we do as an experiment where we actually record this and and actually sell this as an individual product okay as uh as an audio recording series so who knows we're we're, we're working through that but this as as Stephanie and I are recording top this secret. this is top secret stuff we're not telling anybody I about love. it I love I really do people will probably be guessing this because I did put out a twitter message uh earlier in the day today that says you know I've started reading the book twilight to see what it's about and then uh but but we will not <laughs> confirm nor deny the fact that we're recording this right now. Right. But anyway, Stephanie, uh, let's take a look at the uh, chapters that I've read so far. Okay. And the chapter one is called what? Chapter one is First Sight. Okay. So that's all about her moving, um, seeing Charlie again for the first time. Um, I love I love when she says, obviously, she calls him Charlie. Yep. But she's not allowed to to his face. Now, I wonder if that's his role or if that's Renee's role. But clearly, she's she has to call him dad. Right. And um, but I like that. And. OK, I really need to stick to the first seven chapters. This is going to be hard for me. It is going to be hard for um, you. I love Charlie. I do. So I like I want to say that I like Charlie, too. And where, you know, the fact that he bought her this truck. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's doing his best as a, I guess, a single dad here in this situation to who really just had her pop in on him. Yeah. You know, this was fairly unexpected for him. Yeah. And not to mention the fact that, you know, he's he's really trying to to go through a lot to to make his daughter feel welcome there and, and feel at home and to feel at in home. a place he knows that she despises. Yeah. Now, of course, we're going to jump. I'm going to be sharing anything that I can that comes to mind between chapters one through seven in this recording. Right. So I want to let you know that I really enjoyed the the discussion of the fact that, you know, she's sitting there driving her pickup truck to school and, and with relative ease. And she when she gets to the parking lot, she goes behind and finds out why it was so easy for her to drive on the roads and that's because Charlie had woken up very early in the morning to put snow chains on the tires and she says I'm not I'm not that was very cool I'm not used to someone looking after me and and you could tell she had a real appreciation for her dad there she did absolutely and um one thing that that is that that is so important about that is because um neither Bella or Charlie are very good at sharing their feelings or being open and talking to each other. And so this was an unspoken form of, of love right? that he gave and she received. It, it was, I, I really like that part too. Yes, I, do. I did. All right. And of course, first sight had most everything to do with the fact that it was going the first, to school, going yeah. to school. And 
you know, is it the just you know, I I've really I don't remember ever being the I've I've never been to a school where I come in. Well, it wasn't the mid- beginning of the school year, is it? No, it's it's in the middle of yeah. So the school's already it's in session. So January-ish, I've never had that. I think. But I really felt like I had a good description of what it must feel like as a student coming into school. Yeah, and I think that another big thing is that she's coming from a very large school where yes. it was easy for her to hide mm-hmm. into a very small school where everybody knows everybody and everybody's been going to school together since kindergarten. Yeah, you know, and so. I think that Stephanie did a fantastic job of describing what that must feel like. Yes. It, it, it's amazing how this is a fictional world, but yet it's so, so real. real. Right. That, that I, and I see, I see that as the attraction here, mm-hmm. you know, because for me, I'm not seeing, I, I'm not into the real deep love story angle of this right. yet. I mean, there's the deep attraction right. at this point, but I'm not into the love story, but yet I still see, the just how vivid and how real this world is right and how it's described that that that's the real appeal here and i can see how people can get sucked into this because it is so it, it is a different place that you can transport your mind to and you can plug in i mean this it's kind of like a video game i now stephanie i know you're not a video game person but there are video games these days that are they have like this these real world scenarios and and you can actually go in and play this game and you can actually um, walk anywhere you want. It's not like you have a preset place that you need to go, but they have all these different places, an entire map of places you can go and you can do anything you want. Everything's happening kind of in real time. So if you choose to go this way and you can have a conversation with somebody, which would have caused you to miss a conversation that you could have somewhere right. else. And and these worlds are so real and and. And that's how I feel. This is a full-featured uh, world that is being painted here. And so I can see how people can escape to it and say, you know what? Let me forget about my world. Let me forget about the issues that I face. Let me forget about all the anxieties and fears that I have. And let me get plugged into this other world. That- Whose fears and anxieties and insecurities are real. Yeah. They're, they, they, at this point, are completely real yes you know there i don't think that there is a teenage girl in i don't think that there is a grown woman um out there who has read these who cannot relate to bella right in one way or another right because we've all felt those insecurities we've all had those fears and so it's it's very real and for me in getting started with twilight was one of the things that was really um that was really capturing me was that it was believable. Right. So. Exactly. So that was, that's first sight, obviously. Um, chapter two? Chapter two is open book. Okay. This is the first time that they talk. Obviously, he's already, you know, um, treated her like the plague. Yes. <laughs> and, um, and not shown up for days and days. And so now he's going to show up and he's going to be polite and he's going to talk to her. Um during science class. Yes. Is it biology? It's biology. biology. And, um, which is funny that I would even question myself because I know that it was biology. Um, so they got to be lab partners. Okay. My favorite, favorite part about the whole first time that they're talking is when he, two, first he makes the mistake. He calls her Bella. Uh-huh. Okay. And he should have called her Isabella. 
which she points out in her mind. Does she not? I don't that recall she, that. She catches it. I know that. She's like, how did you know my name? Because had he not been reading everyone's thoughts all week long, he would have known that it's Isabella. Or he would have not known that it was Bella right. and would have called her Isabella. Um, so I, I love that, that she that she catches that and caught him in a slip. Um, and then when she feels the electricity, yes, the first time their skin touches. I really enjoy that part, and um, it, it it becomes more important later on, I think. Or for me, it did. For me, it did. But um, I really like that because that is, well, there's a spark between them, you know? Right. Even already, as, as they are, um, I don't know how to, they obviously, she likes, not even likes him, but she's completely fascinated by him. Yeah. Um, and she's infatuated. She's infatuated. Absolutely. She wants to know more. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then right away there, there's a spark. Yes. Absolutely. A literal actual spark. <laughs> yeah. I liked that. All right. So, so in open book, they have this conversation. Obviously things seem to go well, but there's always this animosity in between them. And mm-hmm. it's, and, and, and things get off to a very rocky start. And obviously, Edward later explains, he's like, listen, you know, I'm a dangerous person. You don't want to be around me. Right. And it's probably in your best interest to stay away from me. And and then later, of course, you know, she says, I thought you didn't want to be friends. He says, I didn't say that. I said, it's dangerous. You'd be better off without me. But I've decided, oh, what the heck? Throw all caution That's to the right. wind. And I'm like, right. well, how selfish of you. Right. You know, I mean, Absolutely. what kind of selfish jerk are you? And I, that's what I'm thinking as well, I'm reading this, as right. you know, knowing what I do know about the, right. you know, about who he is and stuff. So we're all selfish creatures. Yes, we are. And um, you really because I think about the oh, never mind. I don't want to talk about anything because there, there may be some people who are reading this story as they're as as they're going along right. and only reading the first seven chapters. Okay. So let's try to avoid. I'm really trying. OK. I, I mean, can you tell? Like, yeah. I'm really I trying. It's, it's very hard. Um, so phenomenon is the almost accident. Okay. Okay. Which was awesome, by the way. It was. Isn't it better in the book? It is so much better I in mean, the book. I mean, obviously, but... Um, oh, wait, 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 wait a what? second. I want to go back to the snowball, the snow fight. Oh, yeah. There's no snow in the movie. There's no snow in the movie. Right. I'm like, hello, this is huge. Or, there's no snowball fight in the movie. All right. Is there snow? Well, the chains, she... They do show Charlie get tra- chains on her oh, on her tires. I didn't, I didn't know that was or in the new movie. tires or something. I think he got her new tires. Yeah, or something. But, but anyway, but, I just wanted to say that that the snow is, is a huge part of this story. Right. And for me, it's 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 a part of that vivid reality right. of this picture that she's painting, and it's and it's where Mike is it comes into play, and 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 stuff. So there's so much of this interaction with Mike that makes so much sense between the tension between Mike and Edward yeah. in these kind of little scenes that are missing in the movie. Right. And so that's why it's like, you know, Mike was a non-issue character. He's like a little, you know, his filler in the <laughs> screen. But man, I can't wait to go back and watch the movie after I'm done. Right. And actually see who Mike is and in the see, movie. Right. And then it's like, yeah, I understand this now. Not a lot of Mike in the movie. No. Definitely. Um, so anyway, the almost accident. The almost accident is so much better in the book. It just, it just is. Um, I love that it kept coming for her. 
Like the the van literally kept coming for her. Yeah. She she is saying, you know, not only did he speed across the parking lot and and stop it, but then he had to lift it off the ground and all these things as as and so it's so much better described in in the book and you can really get a vivid picture. Now, I love that Bella does not like attention drawn to herself. Right. And so the whole ambulance ride and and everything is hilarious. You know, Charlie showing up on the scene as they're putting her on the gurney with the half of the school in the <laughs> exactly. waiting room. You know, I I love how out of place she is in the spotlight. And I want to just go back just a minute because this reminds me that this is the first time that she meets uh, Dr. Cullen. What's his Yes, Carlisle. Carlisle. Mm-hmm. And before, and that reminds me that there was the whole description in the early chapters here of, you know, who are these Cullens, you right. know, in, in the lunchroom. And, mm-hmm. and it's like, and, and, and tell us about them. And we find out that they're a family and, and, and that they're, you know, that they've quote unquote, the Dr. Cullen and his wife um, had adopted you know these people into the family and and stuff like that and so um she learns that pretty much everybody in the school despises these people or wants nothing to do distance them distances themselves from them and she asked charlie you know what do you think about the collins family and charlie goes into a major defense does he's like listen this is ridiculous just because these people are different or not from around here you know, this is ridiculous and blah, blah, blah. And which sets it up to, you know, later when she's going to say, you know, hey, you know, what do you think about? I thought you weren't interested in any boys. <laughs> you know? Right. So um, anyway, so she sees Dr. Carlisle and he, something that Dr. Carlisle or that or Dr. Carlisle. Do, uh, Dr. You, I knew what you meant. Yeah. So <laughs> something Dr. about Colin, Carlisle. Something about Carlisle. Something he okay. says confirms to him to her that he knows something. Right. You know, that he's in on it. He's in on this. Absolutely. That's exactly her words. See, yeah. He's in on this. And so she's like, and then all of a sudden when, uh, what's the ni- boy's name that almost hit her? Tyler. Tyler Crawley. says, I didn't see him there and mm-hmm. nobody else saw him there. Right. It's like, okay, something's going on. And then he promises her something. He does. What's he promise her? He promises to explain everything and and why did he make that promise uh, you know if you do what i'll promise that i'll tell you later if you lie for me exactly if you lie for you me get, just say i was standing I was right here. there yeah yeah and you know, don't go on and on about the fact that i was on the other side of the exactly. parking lot i was here i was here yeah and, and he didn't keep his promise though of course not what a jerk what man keeps their promise Come hey on. now hey now i'm just kidding <laughs> Partly. So anyway. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, know, I really am just kidding. I just thought that would be funny. <laughs> I like this song. By the, the lyrics way- to this song uh-huh. make absolutely no sense at all. Yeah. But I like this song. Right. You know, the thing is, though, is is that the music is really what drove, pulled me in. That mm-hmm. it's it's because I listen to the soundtrack over and over and over again because the yeah. music is so good. Absolutely. And and, and I'll tell you, can, can you hear the music playing in your mind like, yes. as you're reading? I'm sitting here thinking yeah. it's like all of a sudden it's like, well, they start the book off with music. They do, you know. It's but not- it's like, but you're right. As the book is being the audio book is is going on and on i'm hearing music in my head and it's all of this kind of music here
but yeah, the, so so anyway, Doctor Colin is is definitely on in on this, and it kind of lets he lets her it's know. It's so funny for me, yeah, to hear you call him Doctor Cullen, yeah, because I've read the entire series, and he is Carlisle to me. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, for so me, he is Doctor Colin. I know, I know. You know, because that that is his that is his that's who he is in this book. That's who to he me. is right now. So yeah. Anyway, it, it's that's, it's very interesting. It's just funny. All right, so so there is this almost accident, and this, of course, is where he saves her life, and then all of a sudden she 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 makes him make this promise. He breaks the promise, but and, she keeps hers. But she keeps hers, and she becomes frustrated with the fact that he breaks the promise, and he wants nothing to do with her now. Yeah, and, back to sitting as far away from her as as he can get in biology, completely ignoring her, and um. It really is killing her it, on the inside. Yep. It really, really is. Yep. And um, it, I, I remember the first time reading this thinking, seriously, girl, you don't even know the boy, <laughs> you know? But um, but I think that it is that, it is that tension. It is that um, intrigue in who he is and finding out more about him that is making her more and more and more attracted to finding out who he is. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yep. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's really, it's killing her on the inside that, that he would turn away from her in that way. So up till this point, up until this almost accident, um, the story has been kind of normal. It it doesn't seem overly fantasy at all, Mm -hmm. but now we've entered the world of fantasy with this. Okay. Right. With what? With, with the with, with with the supernatural saving of her life from yes, this car accident. Yes, we did. We we moved into that, and um, so I. But I think that they did it. I think she did it in a very natural way, like yeah. knowing that that's the way that the story was going to go. It, it flowed very nicely, and so I enjoyed that. Right. But then moving into chapter four, which is invitations, and um. This is one of the most disappointing things for me in the movie. Now, I did see the movie before I read the book. Okay. um, But one of the most disappointing things to me as I was reading was that time in the movie isn't really explained. Right. Like everything happens so fast right on top of the other. Right. You know, they, they go from open book to, or they go from first sight to friendship in... Like, no time to dating in, in no time. It, like, all goes so fast. Right, which doesn't happen in which the Which doesn't happen. They re- they don't speak for six weeks yeah. after the almost accident. And so I love having it all. And that's what they call it. Is, is that what they call that's it? That's what they call it is the almost accident. So I apologize for that, but that's what it is to me. Okay. Um. But six weeks is a long time. It is a long time. It's, it's a really long time. And... um. So the the invitations, the title, of course, right. is because there are several invitations. Several invitations. To a dance. Yes. Lots of invitations <laughs> to a dance. Three, in fact. Yeah. Um, first, Mike yes. invites her. Um, she says, mm, I don't think you should keep Jessica waiting. You know, yep. it's rude. <laughs> it's rude. Need to go do that right now. Exactly. It's rude. And, um, and then Eric... And then Tyler. Right. And Tyler walks away with the assumption 
that I won't be taking you to this dance, but I'll be taking you to prom. Well, she she did say sure, and and then she's like, I probably shouldn't have done that. Exactly. <laughs> right. I shouldn't have let him walk away thinking that. And that, you know, and that he was had the, hope. Who was the third one? Tyler. So Tyler. It was Tyler's the boy that the almost one, yes, killed her. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, this is now Tyler's the one who asked while she was in traffic. Yes. In the school parking lot. Right. I guess. I love how she wishes she was a tank. Yeah. <laughs> Right? Doesn't I think so? That's what she says, right? And 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 that's the other thing, you know. In in the movie, I would have had I have no clue what car he was driving, but the shiny Volvo, right? You know, I I'm I'm picturing a shiny Volvo now, right. so so I'll look for to, to You'll see, see it, see if that's, that's a shiny the, Volvo. Yeah, absolutely, it is. Very cool. So anyway, I love that. Obviously, um, that um, Edward can hear <laughs> what's going on. Yes. He's able to hear this. Right. He's getting a kick out of this and and stuff like that. And it's like it, this. It's, this part is hard for me because I have been to Stephanie Meyer's website and read the first 13 chapters of what will be Midnight Sun. OK, I hope will be Midnight Sun. Uh, I really, really hope she publishes it. So it's difficult for me to separate what is Bella experiencing this and what is Edward experiencing this. So bear with me. I'm really trying. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I, I, well, we're not going to say a whole lot about it, except right. for the fact that, you know... She that, thinks this is funny. Yeah. He, well, and, I mean, and, of course, we, we she, from her perspective... She sees him laughing, right? Yeah. 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 And so he's like... And, of course, why? what was up with that traffic jam? He's like, yeah. well, I had to give them all their I, I chance. Had to give you know? them their chance. Yeah. That's right. I love when she says to... Um, she's kind of snippy with Eric, and she's like, isn't it girl's choice? Yeah. And yeah. she gets kind of snippy, and then she's like, well, maybe I shouldn't have been so harsh, and... Then, you know, okay, I guess then, you know, Mike already said that, you know, I'm going to to um, Seattle and yeah, Mike already said that. And yeah, then she's like, well, no, I should have been snippy with him because, you know, he exactly. knew he did. He knew. he knew, which is another. Disappointment. Well, he says, Listen, I, I thought I just thought maybe you're letting down easy. Yeah. Right. All right. So anyway, what, what comes so next? Next is chapter five blood type oh can i this say was awesome how much the movie messed up by not having part the, of this in there i could not believe it. i'm sitting here watching this and it's like this would have been the most now th- this would have caught me yeah in the movie this would have hooked me right into this movie if they would have put this chapter in yeah. so basically this is where they're in biology class and everybody's uh given a you know a, these this piece of paper with four different things on it and everybody is asked to prick their finger, which, by the way, does this sound like something any school would really do? I don't know. That sounds a little weird to me that everybody's going to be asked to prick their finger right. and squeeze out their blood onto the thing to find out their blood type. But uh, this was now did I'm, I'm assuming based upon what I read that Edward must have known that this is something that was going to happen in biology class right. today. Yes. But it's not clearly written out, is it? That he knew? Yeah. Um. Not in Bella's book. <laughs> oh, okay. No. Okay, so it is in in the in yeah. the thing, which yeah. makes sense. I mean, right. I I I concluded you're in Bella's head. Yeah, I yeah. concluded that he knew that yes. this is why, and of course, he. I'm skipping today. He, I'm skipping today. He did not want that right. temptation. Yes. Um, and for those of you who have not read ahead and don't know anything else in the future, we'll just say he did not want any <laughs> temptation there. Uh, which, duh, how could you not know what we're talking about? Exactly. But anyway, I don't care. <laughs> but anyway, um, 
But yeah, so and of course the fact that, you know, she starts to get faint and And not even she didn't even prick her own finger. Yeah. She didn't even prick her finger. And what what, what amazed me was the fact that it wasn't the sight of blood. It's the smell of it blood. It was the smell of blood. And Which Edward so, seemed so like Humans inam- can't smell blood. Yeah. Yes, I can. She said it, it smells, smells like, like salt ru- and rust, rust. Rust and salt. Yeah. And he was like, hmm, very interesting. Interesting. And he gets more and more intrigued by her. He does. He does. The more he, he learns about her. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but, but can I, can we go back for a second? Yeah, because invitations, the, the three invitations from Mike, Eric, and Tyler are what he really, he really cannot stand to not see her face for himself. Like he's really struggling with seeing her face only through other people's minds okay and no totally- i'm i'm gone you've okay. lost me um he, he turns to her okay he, he turns to her there in science when she's talking to mike and telling mike to go this is before um before tyler or before eric and tyler come to the truck you know when she's stuck in traffic and stuff in science and she is infuriated with him still i love when she trips on the way out of the room that's all she trips and drops her books. Oh, I must. The first have... time that he talks to her again. Okay. Which is at the end of invitations. Okay. I the, must have. Yeah. I must have been Beginning doing something at that time, so I, yeah. I kind of missed that point. But anyway, she trips over the lip of the door on the way out and totally drops all of her books and is thinking about leaving them, but then goes to Bend to pick them up. But he's already there picking them up, and anyway, she's very short with him because she's still angry. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So anyway. So anyway, the what gets me is, of course, um, you know, the teacher says, "Will somebody uh, take Bella to uh, or take yeah. Bella to of the?" Of course, nurse. it's going to be Mike. It's like ah, uh, it was right. Mike, of course. And then he's walking her, and then you know, Edward says that he was out, you know, listening to music in his car or right. whatever, and comes and sends him on his merry way. Mike, he doesn't even really send him on his way. He just completely ignores the fact that he's there. Yeah. He just scoops her up and goes. Yeah. yeah. And so he takes her to the clinic and there's this whole oh, conversation. She's like, she's like, no, I did not just hear that voice. Yeah. That voice. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And of course, uh, then he offer. you know, he uses his charm to uh, get her excuse so that he could take her home. Yep. And uh, so that. Oh, she stands in the rain, like completely. She it's the doesn't... first time that she was happy for the rain. Yes. Mm-hmm. First time she is like this. She looks has up to the rain. Yeah, that's right. Um, but I like when she's standing there in the rain, and obviously it started raining harder at some point. But she's still standing there, trying to wonder if she can make it to her truck or not. Right. Bella really is not used to people taking care of her. Right. And she doesn't fall into that very well, right. or she isn't falling into that very well. Right. But um, I, I. I like her struggle with that because I think we all have a part of us that struggle with letting go. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Yeah. So what's next? Next is scary stories. Scary stories. Going to the beach. Going to the beach. And yeah. this is something, again, I found very different from the movie. Right. And that is where Jacob, instead of just kind of saying kind of nonchalantly beating around the bush kind of stuff. Flat out tells her. Flat out tells the entire yeah. story and says that he is a vampire. Yes, he does. 
or or, or that, that the Collinses that the Collins are, are right, and not that they're descendants of, but these, they are the same people. They are the same people, right. and that some pe- some people's grandfathers or great grandfathers, uh, when when they or yeah, my great grandfathers when when they came when they came back, he remembered them as as from the first time they were here. Yes, so. Very interesting. Very interesting. Very, very. Um, it. I love how that all um, story continues to play out. Like that. That will go through all of the books, and mm-hmm. and I, the second time around, enjoy it so much more than I did the first. I just finished reading the entire series through for the second time, and. Um, but yeah, I was disappointed that it all happens differently in the movie because I think that that is important to the setup of those characters going on. Right. And um but I like that I I like that. And then I can't say anything else about that until after you finish reading chapter 8, okay. Port Angeles. But 7, chapter 7 is Nightmare and that is where um she now knows you know, she's done some research on online, and I love how she has to lay down and turn the, the CD player up as loud as it can go to drown it all out. Right. Is this the dream where she's she's back at La Push and she's torn between Edward and Jacob? Yes. And she's walking toward Edward. Right. And Jacob... Uh, turns into turns a, into a wolf. Okay, I'm yes. so glad that you said it because then I wouldn't have been saying yes. anything that didn't happen. Well, it doesn't okay. say it doesn't say that he turns into a wolf. It says that she she turned for a second and turned back, and, and he, then he what right. he wasn't there, but instead there was this wolf that exactly. she describes, which yeah, common sense would tell you yeah, is Jacob. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I really I really liked that dream. Mm-hmm. I did, and the whole day of her. The whole day of her putting it all together and sorting it all out in her mind and um, trying to make sense of her reality that now is that her world is not what her reality was yesterday. Right. You know, that now she has now she has found out that the world as she knows it is no more. Yeah. Because there is more to the world than what she thought. Right. She has a whole different perspective yeah. on everything. And so that was, what chapter number was Nightmares? Seven. Okay. And then and chapter eight is? Port Angeles. Port Angeles. Yes. And I kind of uh, was listening to this as I was laying down, so I kind of nodded and off. And you so. dozed off. I'm so, I'm so sad because I would love to talk about Port Angeles. Well, guess what? We're going to be talking about that in the next episode. I know. We shouldn't wait so long. We shouldn't cover so many chapters altogether. Okay. That's hard for me. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, especially to pick it all apart and remember what is where and yeah. Well, you know, we just decided that we would record this. I know series today. So yeah, you had mentioned it vaguely to me last night, and I got excited. Did you? <laughs> I did. I That's was like, cool. I've been asking him for a long time. So I think at one point I even offered to read them to you. Yes, you did. <laughs> and on more than uh, one occasion. On more than one occasion. And I'm okay if you have um her read them to you. I forget her name who's on the audiobook. Um I enjoy her voice. Mm-hmm. I do. Um 
I like it better in my head, though. Do you? <laughs> I, well, I read it out loud to myself. Well, actually. I like it because it's from Bella's point of view, mm-hmm. and I'm hearing a female female voice, voice right. read it to me, and I really like that. So, yeah. I'm a female. I know. <laughs> but you're not going to go walking with me for an hour no, right. as I'm, I'm doing my three right. to seven miles a day out yeah. in the neighborhood. So, but that is, but that is cool. I'm. Um, I love this song. Yeah. Again, this is Robert Pattinson who mm-hmm. plays Edward. Yeah. Um, he had two songs in the movie. This one, um, Never Think, and the other one, I can't recall the title of it, but is at towards the end of the movie. Towards the end of the movie. I think we only have one of them on the... Yes, uh, that that's one of the songs that is only on the iTunes version. Right. Is the other one, which I can't recall the name of it right now. It's really irritating me. Yep. So, um, I love this song, though. I know, and I really enjoy the softness of his voice. The, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. I can't describe it right, but, but it's enjoyable. You can go to um, Stephanie Meyer's website, which is stephaniemeyer.com, S T E. P H E N I E M E Y E R dot com. And um, she has on there for each book, she has a playlist, and it would be the playlist that she listened to while writing the book. Really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite interesting. I, you know what? Since, since we've been talking about the fact that I'm actually hearing uh, this book and not, not like literally physically reading it myself. So I, I'd like to just give you an idea of what that sounds like. Here's the introduction to this book. I love this. Listening Library presents Twilight by Stephanie Meyer. Read for you by Ileana Kadushin. Ileana. Kadushin. Kadushin. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil... Thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Genesis 2.17 I'd never given much thought to how I would die, though I'd had reason enough in the last few months. But even if I had, I would not have imagined it like this. I stared without breathing across the long room into the dark eyes of the hunter and he looked pleasantly back at me. Surely it was a good All way right, to die. All right, so anyway, there that the gives you an idea how else. it starts off. I it, love the preface to each book because then you can go find it because it's actually in the book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I really enjoy that. What I want to do is I'm going to pause for just a second, Steph. Okay. And I want to, you know, after the nightmare... When she had to decide, you know, do, you know, I have some choices here. Right. I can pretend like, you know, I can ignore him and go back to the way it was and, and stuff like that. Or or I could just go with it, you know. Which is funny for Bella because she never had that choice. And so what I'd like to do is I'd like to find that in the book right now and play okay. it for folks. Okay. What was I going to do if it was true? If Edward was a vampire, I could hardly make myself think the words. Then what should I do? Involving someone else was definitely out. I couldn't even believe myself. Anyone I told would have me committed. Only two options seemed practical. The first was to take his advice, to be smart, to avoid him as much as possible, to cancel our plans, 
to go back to ignoring him as far as I was able. To pretend there was an impenetrably thick glass wall between us and the one class where we were forced together. To tell him to leave me alone, and mean it this time. I was gripped in a sudden agony of despair as I considered that alternative. My mind rejected the pain, quickly skipping on to the next option. I could do nothing different. After all, if he was something sinister, he'd done nothing to hurt me so far. In fact, I would be a dent in Tyler's fender if he hadn't acted so quickly. So quickly, I argued with myself, that it might have been sheer reflexes. But if it was a reflex to save lives, how bad could he be, I retorted. My head spun around in answerless circles. There was one thing I was sure of, if I was sure of anything. The dark Edward in my dream last night was a reflection only of my fear of the word Jacob had spoken. So there you go. It, 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 I'm, I'm telling you, I understand. It, it is a great story. It is a great and, story. And very interesting and very well written. And, Absolutely. Uh, so I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited that you're excited. And you asked me a few weeks ago, why should when I started reading um, Twilight again, you said, why should I read this? And I said, because I like it. Because I'm interested in it. I think that you should share that with me. Yep. And um, at that moment, that wasn't good enough excuse for you. Well, you know, I, I didn't let on that it was. But okay. I, one of the things that I'm reminded of is the fact that you and I are sitting here podcasting. Yes, we are. On a consistent basis. And to be honest with you folks, Stephanie was not interested at all in podcasting in December of 2005. No, I was very reluctant. But you... You actually came on board and says, yes, I'll do this because, well, it's something you're interested in. And, and and I've really not seen Stephanie with a lot of passion about a lot of things. You know, something that really gives her a lot of energy and drive and, and something that really excites her to a, a very large degree. Uh, and this is something. And, and, it, and it's been something I've been playing around with in the back of my mind. Is is this something well, I think that, that I would get involved in yeah. just to have something that Stephanie has initiated an interest in an interest in that I can share with her. I think that in the beginning it, it was a turnoff for you because I was so into it. Yeah. You know, I really was. Um, the one last thing that I want to do before um, we wrap up here, which I assume we're wrapping up, right? Yep. yep we're wrapping um, up since we have a live podcast that's supposed to start in 25 minutes, but we have to watch a, a 43 <laughs> minute show first. Um, is that the songs that you played tonight from the soundtrack, I just wanted to, to say what they were and who they're by. Yes, okay. absolutely. Um, you played I Caught Myself by Paramore. Love that song. Um, and by, by the way, that's this one. All right, and what's the next one, Steph? Do you know that even though, I mean, I've been listening to this soundtrack all the time since like May but still I think there's something wrong with my earbuds every time it comes on because it starts in <laughs> one year it starts in one and so anyway um, next is Eyes on Fire by Blue Foundation alright so that's this one one of my absolute favorite songs the other one Steph Never Think by Robert Pattinson alright and that's this one right here yeah. And that's the only three we've played in this nope, one? you also played another one. All right. 
Now, the instrumental beginning goes on for a while for yes. this song. We'll just move on to the last one. Okay, and the last one is um, Flightless Bird, American Mouth by Iron and Wine. Yeah. Anyway, is that all? And did you play Full Moon by the Black Ghost in this recording, or was that before we started? I can't I remember. But I don't know. I don't know. You Maybe. were playing around with it, but I think may, it, it may have been before we started. So, But then there's another one for you that's, yeah. that's on the soundtrack. Just get the whole soundtrack, Absolutely. my friends. It's good. And get it off iTunes, and you get three bonus tracks. There you go. All right. Well, that's all we have for this episode. We just want to say thank you for listening, and Absolutely. we will be back with more. And uh, just and thank we'll you. We'll be covering so many chapters all at once. Yeah, exactly. So we'll talk to you soon.